welcome to In Progress, a podcast to help you grow and learn how to become a better version of yourself. Now, here's your host, Michael Cerigliano. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of In Progress. I'm your host, Michael Cerigliano. Today, we're going to talk about the art of sales, how to sell anything to anybody. Now, I've had many people come up to me in my current profession asking me, how do I sell this? How do I do that? Uh, I am currently a nationally recognized and awarded seller in my industry. Um, I've been a top performing salesperson for the past five years. And I've had enough people come up to me and ask me how I personally do it. So I figured the best route to go would be to make a video explaining exactly how it is that I go about doing it and little tips and tricks that I've learned along the way and still continue to learn to this day on how to sell and how to basically excel in in your life in general because sales isn't just a job, right? Sales isn't just you working somewhere and selling a product for a company. Sales is when you go into a job interview you're selling yourself to the interviewer. You're selling yourself to the company. When you go on a date, you're selling yourself to that person across the table from you as to why you are a phenomenal potential partner. And it can even be as simple as wanting to go to a certain bar, club, restaurant, or event with your friends and you have to sell them on the idea of why that's a good idea. So. What I'm gonna to do today is break down how sales can, sales can be important in all of those areas, and I'm going to mainly focus on how it's important in making money. Because at the end of the day, this page is all personal development, self-growth, and the best way, in my opinion, to grow and become better and more competent is to make more money and just succeed whether it's for you know, selfish reasons or whether it's to be a philanthropist and give your money away, whatever that may be. And salespeople are some of the highest paid people in our society. That goes without saying. People in sales, real estate salespeople in New York City make millions of dollars selling penthouses, uh, people that are doing stocks. I mean, the Wolf of Wall Street is a prime example. When you can sell, when you can sell a penny stock in mass quantities to a customer on the other end of the phone who typically is only buying those Apple, Disney, Microsoft stocks, that is what your job is as a salesperson. Now, goes without saying. That's probably not the greatest example of it because of how shysty that was and obviously you want to keep your morals and integrity intact while doing sales. But nonetheless, that is a perfect example of how to get somebody who maybe isn't interested in your product or your item to buy it anyway. So for the first topic we're gonna talk about is identifying your customer and their needs. Your job as a salesperson isn't to sell somebody something they don't need because you can't sell something to somebody that doesn't need that thing. So for example, if I wanted to sell you this phone, I couldn't just tell you 
how great this phone is and expect you to buy it if you are not in need of a phone. And that's what a lot of people actually struggle with, in my opinion, from what I've observed, is people tend to try and sell items and things to people that don't need that thing. And your job as a salesperson is not to sell somebody something they don't need. Your job as a salesperson is to sell someone on the idea that they need it. So, for example, going back to the phone. If I wanted to sell you this phone, and Samsung is a phenomenal example of that, you have to show the customer, your potential customers, something they've never seen before, something that makes them need that product. And Samsung, like I said, has been doing a phenomenal job at advertising how great their camera is. So I'm sure everyone has seen the pictures of the moon zoomed in, clear as day. It looks like you're looking at the moon through a telescope. And that's being done by the Samsung Galaxy S23 Ultra. That camera is phenomenal. And their selling point is that, the ability to zoom in more than any phone or camera can while still having clarity in the picture and the picture being as if you're right next to that object, right? So maybe an Apple customer, someone who likes iPhones, never has thought about going over to Samsung, but they've always had the interest in photography. And with the Samsung phones, now you have the ability to take a clear, zoomed in, 100 times zoom picture of the moon, of the sun, of stars. When you're at a sporting event, you can zoom in onto the field as if you're front row. Those kind of things make people need that product. If someone's coming in, or if you're selling, for example, say that you're selling, I don't know, you're selling food. If you're selling food and you have a food business that you're trying to get up off the ground and you're passionate about cooking and the presentation and all of that, your job, again, is not going to be to sell your food to someone who doesn't want your food. If someone doesn't like it, then there's nothing you can do, but you can show them through pictures, videos, social media, and other customers talking about your food, show them how great the food is, how if you want this certain food, maybe you make subs, your subs are the best. Why? All of these customers think that it's the best. These pictures are mouth-watering that looks delicious and that alone can bring customers to you, whereas previously they didn't even think about that. And that's what you have to do even in a job interview, right? If you're in a job interview, the first questions you should be asking the interviewer is what are you looking for in a candidate, in your next employee? And when you ask that question, you're going to get responded with maybe, we need someone who's punctual, we need someone who's driven, motivated, and you take those key words, those are sticking points for the interviewer or your customer. You take those words and now you spin it back, right? So if punctuality is the biggest thing for the employer, I need someone who's on time every time. What you're going to do as the seller selling yourself to the company is talk about how you're always on time. You have reliable transportation. You there's no, there's no issue with you getting in on time. You get in, you get into work early because you can't deal with the rush 
of or you can't deal with being late. You don't like rushing to get to work. So you like to get there with some time to spare. That kind of thing is going to give the employer a sense of safety. They'll feel as though you are the right candidate because you are satisfying a need that they have. So your job as a seller is never to just sell something to the customer. Your job as a seller is to find out what the customer needs and then tell them why your product is going to fulfill that need, whatever that may be. And you need to get the customer to need that thing, to need to have that need. So if the employer, say that you're in the job interview and your employer, the employer says that, you know, they, they need someone who's punctual and say that you're really good at punctuality, but you're also really good at motivating a team. You ask them, so do you have anyone right now that motivates the team to, to get them amped up and ready to go so they can perform at their highest throughout the day? And they're going to respond with no or yes or, you know, kind of not really. And then you can then sell that idea to the employer. They didn't even know they needed that before that conversation with you, but now they need that. And your job is to do that. That's where the saying selling ice to an Eskimo comes from. Because, I mean, at face value, that sounds pretty difficult. But if you can get the Eskimo to need the ice, then you can sell that. So your job is just to create a sense of need in the customer for your product. And that is all you're doing as a seller is finding the need or creating the need and then selling on that need. Your job as a salesperson is to find a reason for the customer to spend their money with you, to trust you. Everybody has the money to do so. You need to find a way to get the money from their pocket to yours, however possible. And a lot of people in my sales job that I currently have or other sales jobs, I've heard it throughout many different industries. People tend to, it's called selling out of the customer's wallet, thinking about the customer's financial situation and worrying about that as if it's their own. No, selling out of your own wallet is a saying, I apologize. Selling out of your own wallet. So you're thinking for the customer as if it's you. Oh, they can't afford it. Most likely they can. If they're in front of you, if they're thinking about buying, more than likely they have the ability to make that purchase and you just have to make them trust in you and your product enough to spend that money with you because they're going to spend that money with somebody. So why not have it be you? And that's when that's the difference maker between a great seller and a good seller is the ability to separate yourself from the customer and not sell them as, you know, a responsible financial advisor, but more so just a salesperson, a friend almost, like they, try and get them to buy off of impulse almost because a lot of people do tend to do that and there's a lot of psychology that goes into sales, right? You have to, for lack of better terms, manipulate the conversation and figure out what those sticking points are. So when a customer comes in and says, oh, I can't afford to buy this right now, your job isn't to say, oh, well, come back when you can afford it. Your job is to say, okay, well, what can you afford? And then you start inching that up. Okay, well, if you can afford 100, why wouldn't you be able to afford 150? You get all these great benefits for $50 more. Now, all of a sudden, their budget moves up. So the customer isn't afraid to spend the money 
It's more so they're afraid to spend the money with you. And your job is to just make it so impossible to say no to your offer that they spend that money. They take out their credit card. They write you that check because they're going to spend the money regardless. And whether it's on a pair of new shoes, new clothes, or whatever product it is that you're selling, your job is to make them spend it with you, to hire you, to book you. So you have to provide the most quality and show them that the money that they're spending is better spent with you. Now, another thing is direct pressure. Direct pressure, a lot of salespeople tend to have this idea that putting pressure on the customer is good to create, um, to make the customer almost like feel like they're missing out. And that's a good place to be, but not putting pressure on the customer, which there is a big difference between creating a sense of urgency and putting pressure on the customer. Putting pressure on the customer, essentially muscle fucking the customer into buying with you. Oh, why aren't you gonna buy? Oh, why aren't you gonna buy? What, what's wrong with buying right now? Well, that's not gonna get the customer to trust you. They're gonna almost feel bullied by you. And you don't want your customer to feel bullied by you. You want the customer to feel so comfortable with you that there's no choice but to buy with you. There's no choice but to hire you, right? So in a sales scenario, creating a sense of urgency would look like and you see it all over the place, right? All over, whether you're online shopping or whether you're in a mall, the sense of urgency, 50% off, end of month sale, um, Black Friday deals. Those are tickers to get you to buy now as opposed to later. And in my industry, we have the exact same thing. Oh, this promotion is running until the end of the month. It runs into the next month as well and so on and so forth. So hearing those, seeing those and hearing those ticker words create a sense of urgency, but without applying pressure because a customer's going to be able to sense a thirsty salesman versus someone who's indifferent. And that again goes into everything. So with the sales aspect of it, you create the sense of urgency. And if they can't do it, you're indifferent. Okay, if you can't do it, that's fine. That's fine. When you do come back, hopefully we have a better deal or hopefully we have a good deal for you. But if you can't do it, so be it. Then the customer thinks to themselves, oh, he was not trying to sell me. He was just informing me. And that's why the signs and the advertisements are such a big deal because they don't put pressure on the customer. All that they do is create a sense of urgency. Now in a job interview, that same thing would be instead of putting pressure saying, oh, well, I'm, I, I need to get hired for this job. Obviously, I'm the best candidate for this job. It's more so, okay, well, I have another interview um, tomorrow, so I'll get back to you after that. Or I have another interview in a few days, and I'll get back to you after that. That creates a sense of urgency because then the interviewer, the employer, thinks to themselves, oh, they have options. We need to move fast to lock down this employee. Now, obviously, if you're not a good fit for the company and you were never going to get hired anyway, there's nothing you could do. But say you're a great fit for the company. If you create that sense of urgency, now the employer has to come to you quickly with an offer 
that is competitive in the market. And the same thing if you're booking gigs, if you're a, a musician, you need to be like, when you talk to venues, you need to say, I want to book for this date. Uh, I have a band that can play this specific date or this specific date, giving them less options to show that you're in high demand. Somebody, a seller who doesn't put pressure, sells and they're not worried. So not being thirsty, not being worried, that seller knows what they're doing. That instills a level of trust between the customer and the seller because the customer doesn't feel like they're getting fucked over because this seller doesn't need this sale. When you create that sense of urgency with an employer, they think to themselves, this potential employee is a solid candidate. And there are other companies also looking to hire this person. So we better come with our best foot forward. And then same when you're trying to book a gig or sell a job, this company or this band or this musician is in high demand. They're only available these certain times. We're going to have to make it work if we want them to work with us and we're going to have to pay in order to do so. And creating that sense of urgency as opposed to applying pressure will get you so many more yeses instead of the customer giving you that, we'll call you back, we'll be back, we'll be in touch. Because those, I'm sorry to say this for anyone who does sell, those are no's. Those are always no's. Someone trying to reach back out to you and, and I'll let you know is a no every single time. Now, you're not making money. You're taking it from someone else. You're putting yourself in the middle of money. <clears throat> now, that is, that, that's a very broad statement, but it holds true because, like I was saying earlier, a customer is going to be spending money regardless whether it's with you or someone else. Your job, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a salesman for a company, if you're in a job interview, your job is to put yourself in the middle of that, right? So say you're an entrepreneur and you provide carpet cleaning as a business. You need to find a need for that and you need to be able to get yourself in between the customer and other companies that provide that same service because the money isn't being made. Your job is to take the money from a customer, from, at, from whoever it is that you're selling to. Your job is to take that money, make them give you their money. You're not just making money, you have to have some type of exchange in order to obtain somebody else's money to make it your own. And the better you get at that, the more successful you will be in life in general. Because when, you're not, when you realize that you're not making money, right? Money doesn't just appear. You're taking it from somebody else. So you need to provide a service or an experience with these customers to where they're willing to give you what was their money and make it yours. And companies, these big companies that you see all over the place, Starbucks, Dunkin', um, the, the bigger restaurants, Red Lobsters, things like that, they are so good at that because let's take Starbucks, for example. 
I know people who would rather drive five minutes out of the way, 10 minutes out of the way to go get a Starbucks coffee than they would getting, you know, getting a coffee from the local cafe. And because of that, Starbucks is a multi-million dollar business and stays that way because they've created a name for themselves. They have created a level of quality that is unmatched by most coffee shops. There are local shops that might make it way better, but because of how well Starbucks advertised themselves and made it a social norm to give them your money, people are willing to go five, 10 minutes out of the way to get a coffee with Starbucks just so they can walk around with a white cup with a green logo on it to show some type of status and to show that, hey, I went to this place, this place that everyone loves. So your job is to just put yourself in the middle of that. So if you're selling, why do you deserve the money in the customer's pocket as opposed to somebody else, to the company next door, to the company down the road? Why is it you that deserves that money from that customer's pocket? And that's when creating an experience matters because to be quite honest, There's only so many ideas in the world. There's only so many coffee shop ideas, restaurant ideas. So you, at a certain point, you have to separate yourself from the pack based on quality, based on experience. And if you're a seller, you're going to be doing that by improving the experience the customer has with you. Maybe it's not the product that the customer is buying, but it's you. So the customer can get this, the customer can get this phone from 20 different phone stores, but they can only get the experience that you provide from you. And they will come to you every time and give you their money every time before they go and spend it with some random John Smith down the road because you provide them with an unmatched experience every single time. And that is going to be the difference maker between you making 50,000 a year to 100,000 a year, 200,000 a year, and so on, is finding how to take the money from customers and other people and having them give it to you because the experience that you provide is better than any of the competition. Now, another point that I think is extremely important in sales, but in life in general, but we're going to keep it to sales for a moment because it does hold true and I can attest to this. The quality of your circle is crucial. You must find people focused on moving up and you simply being around them will improve. And there was a study done by Northwestern University that said if you place a regular, run-of-the-mill, average seller next to a high-performing salesperson in the workplace, their sales will increase by 15%. So just by being next to somebody who is high-performing, their sales increase 15%. So that goes to show that the quality of your circle matters. But the other end of that spectrum is what's really frightening. 
If you sit an average seller next to a low performer, their sales decrease by 30%. So if you're around high performing people, your sales increase 15%. But if you're around low performing people, your sales decrease by 30, double. Now why is that, right? As people, we love comfort. We love to be complacent. I mean, comfort, complacency, laziness, th those are very easy to fall into. And if you're around the wrong people, that's going to be extremely, f I mean, that could be fun at times too, right? There are people that go out and drink all the time. They go out and party all the time. And it's fun to be around those people, but you become one of those people. And if you want to be a successful, purpose-driven human being, you cannot hang around these people at least, all, at least most of the time you can't, right? You can every now and again indulge in some of this laziness, party lifestyle, complacency, of course. But you're put on this planet for a much, much larger purpose. So hanging around with those people is not going to help you achieve your goals. And that is exactly why you need to find the high performers, however that is, right? Because if you hang out with these lackluster people, these partiers, these drinkers, these people that do drugs, you're going to fall into that because it's easy. What's easier, waking up in the morning and going to the gym or going out at night and drinking yourself to the point of being blackout drunk, having a great time, and then just you know, having the hangover the next day and hating the day for the rest of the day. It's much easier to party than it is to work. And that's why you drop 30% next to the low performer as opposed to increasing 15% next to the high performer. But you are the sum of the five people you hang around with the most. So you need to make sure that the quality of those in your circle are exceptional. Because if you don't, then you end up falling to a point of no return. It makes the journey back up significantly harder. You need to be able to identify high performers, identify motivated individuals and be around them. If you're in a sales environment, you need to find the best sellers and be around them. I'm not saying you have to make friends with them, but you have to be around them. Sit next to them. Increase your sales and your performance by 15%. If it's in life, find the people that go to the gym. Find the people that diet and eat healthy. Find the people that work hard and make a lot of money because that's what you want to do. If you only hang around with people who are partying and drinking and doing drugs and skipping work to look cool for social media, well, that's maybe going to be fun in the moment but you're going to hate yourself five years down the line when you've gained all that weight, when you've lost all that money, when you have nothing to show for the previous five years of your life. Your life should always be moving in an upward direction. I mean, life is obviously ups and downs, but in the grand scheme of things, you should look at your life like the Apple stock. Though there's some low points, it should generally be moving up all the time and you should be moving towards your purpose all of the time. And whether you know your purpose or not, that doesn't matter. If you don't know your purpose, find yourself a sales job.
make money. Be around motivated individuals who are on a path to make more money and be more successful. That honestly, being in a sales environment has changed my life dramatically. I was 21 years old when I got into a sales environment and the different type of people that you encounter, both good and bad, will make a huge impact on your life. I can honestly say that the motivation that I have now, the drive that I have now, the performance that I have now, would not have been possible if I wasn't in a sales environment for the amount of time that I was. Granted, there was a good amount of that time spent with the lesser people, the people partying, drinking, and doing all that, but you eventually recognize that with growth and you recognize that you don't want that any longer. You don't want that for yourself. And that changes your entire life. And finally, learning how to sell will allow you financial freedom. Working with a company and moving up the ranks, though it's safer, cannot get you financial freedom while you're young and able to enjoy it. And that is honestly for me the biggest motivating factor as to why I am in sales and I continue to be in sales and perform sales on a daily basis is because knowing how to sell will get you everything that you want. Knowing how to sell will make you money. If you're in a sales job, if you're doing car sales, knowing how to close sales will make you more money. More money gives you the ability to then purchase things that make you more money. So let's take myself for example. My sales journey has led me to the point where I'm at now, where the better I perform, the more money I make. The more money I make, I invest into stocks. The stocks double, triple, quadruple in value because I've increased my network and found people that know how to do that. And then that money goes into real estate investing. So you make your money work for you, but in order to do that, you need to be making a substantial amount of money. And it's easy to make a substantial amount of money. Yes, the world is always going to need the teachers who are paid far less than they should be, the EMTs that are paid far less than they should be, police officers, everybody, in, everybody that's an essential worker essentially, right? the first responders, the teachers, the, the nurses, all of that, they're not paid, in my opinion, justly by any means. But your job is not to try and rectify the issue, at least immediately. Your job is to make sure that you are set. Your job is to make sure that you are making as much money as you possibly can be. And then you take the money that you're making and you invest that money in something else that's going to make you more money. It's going to turn your money into more money. And then you take that money and do it again. And you continue doing it until finally, you're able to just recycle all of your money into your other endeavors. And you essentially have a personally owned money printer where you can just always have money coming in because you're always taking money from somebody. Somebody's got money and it belongs with you. And with that being said, guys, I appreciate you stopping by the channel, watching the video. Hope you learned something from today. If you have any questions for me about sales 
or anything in general, feel free to comment or DM me and I will definitely get back to you. Thank you so much, guys. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Have a great day.